Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you're listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the talk. Welcome, everyone, to a live Dharma Sunday for October 8th, 2020. Koyo Kubose here, so very, very glad you joined us. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed, we're moving into the autumn season. And uh, <clears throat> this morning, I want to talk about a topic. Uh, it's called, uh, in Japanese, it's a Japanese uh, art called Kinchuji. Kinchuji is um, means gold joinery. <laughs> this is where um, this is the art of where you repair broken pottery and uh, the artist uses uh, gold powder mixed with epoxy to glue back broken pieces of a piece of pottery and uh, if you see a picture of a repaired piece of pottery like I say like a teacup or a bowl you can see the gold golden cracks that are filled in you know gold kinchuji is golden joinery the joints stand out they're, they're you know Usually when you try to repair uh, broken porcelain, you use invisible glue. You try to make the cracks invisible. This is the opposite. You, you not only make them stand out, you make them beautiful. Uh, and there's a perhaps a philosophy or a teaching behind Kinchuji, where uh, you take something that's uh, that's broken and you you heal it, you fix it, and you sh- and you show that brokenness. Uh, you show it that it could be uh, a thing of beauty. Okay? So you go from ugly brokenness concept to a beautiful, precious scar 
so to speak. Uh-huh. It's, it's going beyond perfection, imperfection. And perhaps it's life teaching is, you know, be yourself. Uh, accept yourself. It's just a naturalness. Okay. Uh, perhaps it's can be seen, this teaching can be seen in the maple leaf haiku poem of maple leaf falling down, showing front, showing back. Naturalness. I'm not trying to hide the backside, the dark side, the bad side of oneself. Um, and they talked about uh, uh, three kinds of kinshuji uh, repairs. One is where they take the the cracks and you just join the broken pieces together using that epoxy with gold powder infused. Another is where there's a small piece missing of the broken pieces. And you just fill it in with more gold there. And the third type is where large pieces of the broken pot uh, are missing. And where you have to use pieces from some other bowl and you incorporate it and make a a kind of a hodgepodge (laughs) bowl using parts from other other broken pieces. Uh, and uh, they talk, uh, I know sometimes this is related to sayings like be yourself, to yourself be true, or unconditional acceptance of oneself and others. The world breaks us all, and, you know, we're stronger at the broken places. We We don't have to be ashamed. We don't have to try to live up to some kind of, expectation, stereotype of being perfect, being completely healthy, that kind of an idea. Uh, That is that uh, the crux of mental health issues, you know, that causes so much suffering where needless suffering, rather than, oh, you have this kind of problem, you you deal with it, and you don't have to be ashamed or feel guilty or anything. Okay. Well, okay, that was kind of interesting. I was reading about Kinchuji, and I like to uh, keep that more foremost in my mind for a while as a topic, as a theme. Sort of related to this topic, that's uh, <clears throat> black is white. Misfortune is fortune, especially when it comes to life teachings, you know, something that you you transform something that was considered bad, unfavorable, uh, misfortune, and you turn it toward its opposite. That's the the crux of Buddhism, crux of the secret of life. (laughs) Well, I want to introduce today's guest to give us the Dharma glimpse. And I think you're going to talk about something that's kind of related to this whole this whole theme, okay, of black is white aspect. Josh Ichio is a member of LM12. He lives in Arizona. And here is Josh Ichio. Good morning. 
I live in the Phoenix, Arizona area, and recently I heard someone talking about the ancient myth of the Phoenix that got me thinking. There's different versions of the myth, but essentially the Phoenix is a bird uh, that would live for hundreds of years and then fly into the sun to be consumed by flames. But out of the ashes that would fall to the earth, a new bird would form and the phoenix would be reborn. The phoenix would rise again, a never-ending cycle of change and rebirth. I grew up in Buffalo, New York, and myself and my family moved to Phoenix about 11 years ago. The company I've been working for, which is my father's business, had just fallen apart due to both changes in our industry and the uh, economic conditions at the time. My youngest son had just been born, and we were left in a, a devastating financial position. And I embarked on a national job search, and we moved across the country to work for a country-based uh, company, rather based here, and, and start over. And throughout our years here in Phoenix, we've gone through all sorts of change in our lives, and, and I'm no exception to that. I found the Dharma during my time here, and in many ways, I've come out the other side a very different person than where I started. Yet those changes were still influenced and informed by everything in my life that came before and all those that I, I came into contact with. And just like the phoenix rises as a new creature, but it's still reborn from the ashes of what came before. I had a childhood friend recently message me on Facebook asking what was going on with me. Uh, you know, He mentioned that when we were younger, I would tell him how I found myself agreeing with a lot of things I heard from people like Rush Limbaugh, and now he sees me on Facebook calling out my friends for their white privilege. And I responded essentially that I changed. One thing that my practice has taught me is to be 100% okay with that change, to never become attached to what used to be, to dwell in the emptiness and thus the oneness. And it got me thinking that maybe the only thing that's mythical about the Phoenix is that this process only happens every few hundred years or so because it seems that we're always in a, a constant state of change and always being constantly reborn to rise again. I'm not the same person that I was 11 years ago, yet I am the same person that I was 11 years ago, just as I'm my father and I'm my mother and their parents and all the people that came into contact with them and, and so on and so on, just as I'm all of humankind and uh, all of living beings and all the universe in oneness. So I think I can use the phoenix as a, a personal symbol, as a reminder, a mantra. Uh, their lives uh, have continued to change. My family and I are, were considering moving away from Phoenix. I no longer work for the company that's based here anyhow, and the climate here is difficult on our health. But even when we move away, I think the symbol of the phoenix will always be a reminder for me of constant change in our lives and how we're constantly reborn and how we're all connected in oneness. Thank you for listening. you very much yeah I've been thinking about this Phoenix Phoenix rising uh, this is a, a good application of the doctrine of constant change uh, and it's a positive message okay uh, the, the ashes being reborn the self is being not not reborn in the usual sense of afterlife. Is there an afterlife and so forth? Rebirth, but the fact that ourselves, the, our concept of ourself, what we call the self, is in dynamic flux. 
constantly. Okay. So you could call that 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 impermanence, that constant change as uh being reborn, okay. I'm not who I was in the past. Okay. Uh not exactly the same, okay, we should put it that way. And uh <clears throat> but we have a do have a say of how we want to look at how we've changed. Uh, a lot of times we cannot predict it, control it. You could try to understand it in the sense of putting it in the context of our spiritual journey. Huh? I think that's a, you know, our attitude uh, about these kinds of assumptions, life changes, and so forth, is the crucial part of being human beings. Well, that's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a wonderful day.